0: That's what you want to know is how the Half-Life thing wraps I up? I just,
1: I know they're doing other stuff. I just want to know if I just want to hit other guys with my crowbar. I just haven't gotten enough of it. I go back and I play one and two, hoping it'll add up to three, but it hasn't. But I've got a good source on the inside. I it told me that this game is going to be out this time. Is it Gabe? Gabe is going to come out and he's going to give it to me. <laughs> me is he going to do that after he juggles all of his knives? <laughs> he has a bunch of knives do you not know about this it's like is that a knife thing oh good oh Guys, my we gosh found, we found the
2: intro chris plant tell me all about gabe newell's knife collection <laughs> i mean i can't say a lot about it but i can say this gabe newell has a lot of knives like mm. big knives small knives knives that are used for like, like i don't know like cutting up like deer i think i think it's Wait, like where's the, is the what is your or what is your source on this information i i I can't, can't reveal Kotaku.com.
3: His power play when you go to meet with him is he's just skinning a deer on his desk. You go in and Game Newell's just skinning a deer. I saw a video yesterday, uh Barry Pepper film in his forge. Oh, and yeah. it's about how Barry Pepper makes a new knife for every role he plays. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Even roles that don't need knives. Even roles that don't need. Yeah, when he was in Monster trucks, Most he, roles, he made a knife for that role. Um, There's uh, that also leads me to believe there is a there is a somewhere out there. Dale Earnhardt knife that Barry Pepper made, um, which is would be amazing.
1: So Um, Half-Life three, it's coming out on for Windows PCs through Steam. And this time they've got a real you know how each one has a cool gun mm -hmm. that does like different stuff. This time the gun just knocks people's clothes off
0: oh no yeah and so there's a level that's adults just, only
1: it's like there's like sexy there's a sexy beach level and it's They're just like, like three Vita games that already have this one <laughs> I know where do you think they got it from
3: McRoy
2: and I know the best games of the month. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best games of the month. My name is Chris Plant, and I know the best games of the month.
0: More. My name is Ross Proctor, and I know the best games of the week. Oh, no. Oh, no. So it was that was some my throat it? singing I tried to do. Yeah. I've been practicing my throat singing. Practice uh, m- mm. more.
3: <laughs> practice harder uh, uh this is the besties where we talk about the latest and greatest in food entertainment internet mm. social media mm. viral marketing and video games this week we're going to talk about this month i suppose we're going to really focus and drill down on video games get to the bottom of it you know folks these digital delights <laughs> have mm, come uh-huh. such a long way since the bleep bloop blorp of pac-man and his gang
1: i uh, saw a sh- i saw a picture of a. Hockey players face and I was like something's off about it, it was a guys It was a damn digital image and from a video game. I was I was starstruck.
3: Have you seen this? There's a new one <laughs> in there Have you seen this? Uh, dragon Lair, they call it mm. and uh oh. it's a mm. not you're a very brave knight um, Sure trying to get to the bottom of it, but it looks like a cartoon. I thought I was playing uh I, I only got through about 15 seconds before I died, but I, I was playing a cartoon. It That's was just amazing. You were
1: watching a cartoon, you mean? You were watching the cartoon? N- no, like on I, TV? Was pl- I was playing it.
2: I want to tell you about this game, Dragon's Lair. I finished it. Well, and dragon Lair, I believe it's Dragon's No, lair. no, this is mine Dragon's Lair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the a sequel. A sequel? <laughs> there
2: this are more multiple than one dragon dragons. Time, idiots. They share a lair, they fall in love, and I, I cried. It was a video game that Ooh. made me cry. Wait, they share a layer, so it's dragons. You're missing the point, because I cried at a video game. Um,
3: that's
1: so um, powerful. They're art now, I guess. They're about I guess to be art. they. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Let's not go wild <laughs> here. Crazy. Art's still the museum stuff. So
2: It may just be a fart.
3: You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then so you get these contracts. your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Uh, Let's get right into, it's May, we're talking about May 2017. Let's get into Mm -hmm. our uh, honorable mentions first.
0: Who's got an honorable mention they want to touch I've on? I've got one.
3: Okay. Mm. We're really As you try guys may know, I really, rests, really, so.
0: really like Fire Emblem. It's like slowly become one of my favorite video game franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. So whenever a new game comes, a new Fire Emblem game comes out, I get very excited. And that used to happen once every, I don't know, decade. And now it's happening once every three months. Um, and so I've played through the newest of the Fire Emblems, Which is Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia? Yeah, that's right. I think it's called. It's on 3DS. And it's not super great. Uh, I would go so far as to say it's maybe a little bad. It's it's a little bad. It's not super bad, but it's a little bad. It's just um, like you
1: can't you can't do this. Like you can't do a reboot of like an older game like this in a franchise that has evolved in the way that this franchise has y- yeah. without incorporating some of the good stuff that has yeah, been. It's
0: basically like okay, let's let's re- let's make a a newfangled Mario game with new graphics and all the visuals that you love about Mario, but let's only give him the ability to jump straight up. And whack a hammer uh, uncontrollably. And, and now it's called Mario. Have.
2: What? Now it's called Mario. Mario. <laughs> it's, it's, they
0: literally picked like all of the mechanics that have since been killed off in Fire Emblem. Because they weren't uh. as fun as the new mechanics. As an example, the weapon triangle system. Which is like known as like a very tactical, fun, engaging way to play. Is not in this game at all. Um, yeah, also,
1: you can't fuck
0: at least you can't can't in the the part i
1: I haven't gotten to the point and you can't even kiss as far and maybe you get unlock that ability Mm, later you
0: can earn a kiss but it it takes a lot of doing uh and most i mean they they did add support conversations but it doesn't result in time babies so at that point i don't even know why we're bothering.
3: so what's the honor in this mention russ i'm failing to say
0: i do want to mention actually for what it's worth so the localization of this game is actually quite good good yeah um, the writing, uh, gen- generally I like skip through a lot of the dialogue and story stuff of Fire Emblem games because it's usually kind of Garbo and the overall story of this is not great. It's like kind of generic, but as it progresses on, I really did feel attached to the characters and the way they were written and they kind of speak like human beings and not like, I'm a soldier of four. I mean, some of them do, but most of them actually do speak like human beings, which I really appreciated. Um, and it's fully voiced and a lot of the voice works actually quite good as well. So I think it kind of bodes well for the next um the first Switch Fire Emblem game which comes out next year. I'm mm-hmm. um, not counting Warriors cuz the fuck that? But I think um yeah, gets me very excited for the future of Fire Emblem stuff so long as we just appreciate that this should never be returned to again like weapon final <laughs> or die. Perfect. That's all. Uh I don't really have any cuz all the games I played are going to be discussed perfect today
1: Justin and i played a bunch of tap titans it was all right but i'm kind of over it oh no i can't
0: it's more of the progressive tapping games no it's great i mean it's really it's
1: it's the best one of those
0: i will
3: say it's the best one of those (laughs) but after a while i was just like okay yeah um i played a pretty good iphone game called card thief
1: oh Uh yeah
3: oh yeah that is a sequel to if you ever played an excellent game called card crawl which is sort of um not solitaire, but sort of a dungeon crawler card game, I guess would be the best way to describe it. This is a stealth uh, card game. Uh, so it, it, in every stage, there's a nine uh, three-by-three, nine-card layout of an area that you're in. And the sort of flow is you're moving, you have one card that represents you, and you're sort of moving from card to card. And uh, uh, I guess the metaphor would be you're picking them up, but really you're, interacting with each card and each one has a stealth cost so you're you start off at a 10 and then um stronger enemies have a stealth cost uh to walk over them so it's you spend your stealth as you pick up each of the cards Hmm. um but you can if if uh it plays with lighting so there are some cards that provide light to other cards and that makes enemies harder to um to to pick up, I guess, or it like or incre- it
1: increases their cost. Yeah, and there's also a cool yeah. directional mechanic where, exactly, like, yeah. if a light comes on, the enemies will look at it, and so if you can collect that card approaching it from the opposite side of where it's looking, you can do it for free. There's some really cool shit. It does a lot with like this really really tiny play space.
3: Yeah, and the eventual goal is at some point th- you have to get through X number of cards to find the card that you use to escape, um, and you can uh, you have to pick up a treasure in each stage um hmm. and the longer you hold off picking that up that treasure the more valuable it is but also the more difficult it becomes to pick up and there's cool stuff like there are barrels you can hide in where if you end your turn on those one of those cards it refills your stealth um you you you, you also have gear that you bring into each stage which can do different things like a uh, there's a noise arrow that can redirect enemies there's a water arrow that can um douse uh flames from a long way away so it's really interesting it it's i will say that it's it, um i feel like a base level of competence that i'm having a hard time sort of getting past uh yeah that, i
1: played a couple games and just couldn't get it I, I think it's a really clever game it's just like i don't know i felt like i just felt like i couldn't really crack how to do it right yeah be there are good some editing. runs that are
3: better and some runs that are worse and a lot of times i'm not exactly sure why Hmm. One was yep. better than the other. Um, so I don't know. It's it's really interesting. If that's your your
2: bag, it's worth checking out.
0: Sneakiness. Plant, did you play anything? Honorably? I'm going to talk about
2: something. I'm going to keep it real quick because I know you're going to be like, don't talk about it. Perfect. Y'all oh, no. I know what it is. <laughs> Neer is the best game of the year. Jesus Christ. It is oh, yeah. still on there. I'm just going I'm, I'm to zip through it really quick. So last time we spoke about it, I was like still playing through my first playthrough, but had like seen some spoilers from... Uh second and third new game plus type of stuff. It is not new game plus it's just like a new game set in the same environment each time you beat it and each version of the game becomes like a commentary or criticism of the version you just played right It is absolutely wild i I am completely smitten by it i it is like i i it is, like, the one game I want to think about constantly that I have not felt that way in a long time. And it is the first game that is doing meta without, like, falling to the same meta story that every game has done until this point. Which is, like, so you've been shooting people. Well, don't you feel bad? Yeah. Um. This is, like... I mean, it, it, it's literally... Well, you shoot people, and those are programmed things, but, like, maybe we're all programmed things. Maybe this doesn't matter, but maybe it does. Let's try looking at this from the complete opposite angle. And now the game is just a shmup. Um, The shmup shit is tight this shit is so tight and i like this weird thing where you start the, the uh, i don't want to like spoil it because i really yeah, want no, people to play it. it i won't spoil it, sounds, it. but i, 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 I want to I, say like I, it plays so much with identity and who you think you're playing as and is constantly subverting who you are empathic for like it knows that you instantly feel empathy for whoever you're put in the shoes of sure and it plays with that in really 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 interesting ways um and i i know that like it starts out and it feels like the like very cliche almost button mashy like combat thing and it takes a, a long while to kind of figure out the terrain like we mentioned last time but holy cow does this game reward like the more you play uh, it just gets better and better and better. I need better. to I need to stick with it because I got I think I got maybe a little over halfway
1: through the game, my first playthrough of the game, and I kind of just thought it was just sort of a a big and empty character action game where I didn't feel like I was necessarily like mechanically invested in what was going on, even though I liked the story. It was like I felt no need to like get new stuff and build yeah. new parts and buy new weapons because it all felt kind of samey to me but i should get back into it because that love that like meta storytelling like I, that's what i love about the zero escape games and this sounds like that kind of exactly
2: yeah and and it rewards like ju- just trying stupid things like essentially breaking a store by spending too much causes things that like completely shift the story or provide like massive amount of back and like backstory that you would not get otherwise that fills i i don't want to say it even like that because like it it doesn't do that awful thing where like some video games especially some japanese video games hide like key elements of the story that make it unenjoyable if you don't get them it's more like it gives you the base level that first playthrough and then every step after that just because you already have the basics, allows for massive amounts of discovery and surprise because it doesn't need to worry about you essentially missing anything. Um, okay. So let's never, let's never, yeah. talk let's about this agree right
1: again. now. Who's going to talk about near automata next
0: month? Um, no, I can't. Me. I can't. We're done. It, it, we're, done. Uh, we're done. We're done. We're done. I'll play it, but we're done. The fishing's good too. <laughs>
3: um, so I actually <laughs> wanted great. to, uh, real briefly mention the surge because I played some of that today. Um, it's kind of a, I mean, the, the very, uh i guess pedantic that the word what reductive way of describing is a (laughs) a sci-fi dark souls but Um, it's
0: not because they obviously took like a crap ton from dark souls yeah right what do you mean i mean i've watched a lot of gameplay of it It, it's pretty damn close yeah i mean it's 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 definitely
3: similar um it's cool there's some interesting stuff going on i like um some of the ways it's evolved is if you see um uh, a lot of the enemies are like uh, human or human shaped enemies wearing exosuits. Um, and if you attack them, uh, you can target certain areas. Once you have them targeted, you can use the right stick to target certain limbs. Um, and if you do enough damage to those limbs before you kill the enemy, then you can um, cut the arm or leg or head equipment off and use it for your own, which is kind of neat. It's kind of neat mechanic. Um, there's also cool stuff where um, if you go, the longer you go, without returning to the med bay, which is sort of the, the bonfire for all intents and purposes, um, the longer you go without it, you get a, multiplayer, a multiplier for your um, the the gear you're earning, which is like the your, your sol- stuff you use to level up the scrap you're earning. Um, so that's kind of neat because it's this cool risk-reward of like, I could run back and just deposit this stuff. Oh, you can also bank it. So if you don't want to risk losing a huge chunk of stuff, um, and you don't ha- have enough to use it towards leveling up. You can bank it, and it'll be there safe for you. But again, the longer you go without doing that, then the the more valuable uh, killing enemies is. So it's a, it's a that smart. That sounds neat. Yeah, yeah, it's a smart yeah. risk reward thing. Um, the the complaint I would have right now is um uh, the the environments that I've seen so far. I'm in sort of the second big one, um, and it's sort of a factory type thing. I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of this industrial setting because of the the kind of game it is um and the industrial setting uh it you there's no map and you don't really have um with dark souls i think the environments are so particular and so distinct yeah a lot of
0: landmarks are, and... yeah a
3: lot of landmarks you always sort of know where you're at um twice now i have had uh an issue where i get deep in and i have to try to get back to my scrap after i get killed and um I, I just can't because i don't uh, it, it's hard to find your way around um uh, because the, the it lacks those sort of landmarks and that was kind of frustrating um it has this mechanic where you drop your scrap when you die uh and you have three minutes to get back to it before oh it appears. but when you kill enemies it extends the time you have to get back that's cool yeah it's like a, it's cool there's like a lot of smart ideas and i, I think i'm gonna keep playing it. it's neat um I got really frustrated because of that. Like, just not being able to get back to my body is like r- yeah. because I can't navigate yeah, the it's environment. Is like is is a bummer. But um, um, yeah, again, I don't. I'm not super far, so I don't know how mu- how pervasive of an issue that is. But it was certainly an issue when I was playing.
1: Uh, I think we should move on and start talking about our games, and maybe keep the conversation a little bit
0: tighter so we actually do have a halftime this episode. Yes, yes. I agree, Griffin. Who, who wants who to wants start?
3: To,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, we uh, should start with the game that has the mo- b- longest potential for conversation, and I think that's PUBG. Play. If I had to guess, yeah.
1: Um, okay, I'll do uh, PUBG. So my game is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Great title, <laughs> uh, just yeah. a primo title. <laughs> so it is a a, a shooter on a third person. Well, I guess you can switch what person it's in. Uh, on uh, PC, it's a battle royale game. Um, and you've probably have heard about it or seen video of it or like play it. Cause, uh, it's a very, very hot game right now. And it is exactly the type of game I don't dig on, but fuck me. Do I love this game? So, so very much. Uh, so it started out as a, it, it, the designer in the game is a guy named Brandon Green, whose, uh, online handle is player unknown, hence the title. Um, and so it started out as an Arma 2 mod called Daisy Battle Royale. And then Daisy, I guess, branched off to become its own standalone game. And then there was a different sort of Daisy mode called Survivor Games with a Z that was like this type <laughs> of thing. But anyway, this is its own standalone thing with another development studio um called Player Battlegrounds. Let's just call it um Battlegrounds. Here's the here is the premise. Every game uh matches last usually about a half hour or so. Uh, You start out with 100 players and you're in a big airplane and you fly over this big island. And the island is, I believe, five square miles. Um, It is it's very big. But I mean, you play enough matches and you will become sort of familiar with the major landmarks on the island. But it's the same island every game. Uh, The airplane's trajectory across the island, it just flies in a straight line, is different every time. And so I think that's sort of one of the bigger factors that changes like no two games are going to be the same. Um so when players jump out like the game the active area is going to be different every time. Um mm-hmm. so you jump out of the airplane, you skydive down, you can see other players parachuting and you have to run to buildings and um uh you know bunkers and any sort of landmark uh where there might be gear that you can use to equip yourself. There's stuff like pistols and shotguns and assault rifles and sniper rifles and submachine guns and uh, grenades and body armor and helmets and attachments for all your weapons and grenades and different medicines. There's a bunch of different stuff that you will uh, be searching for. And the better equipped you are, um, the sort of better chance you're going to have to be to survive. It's, I called it Battle Royale as the genre, um, and it's very much based on like that, that movie, the Japanese action horror movie Battle Royale. And I guess to a lesser extent, Hunger Games, where... Every game's going to be different. You don't know what kind of gear you're going to have. You don't know where you're going to be landing. Um, In addition, there is a circle of electricity that after you land, after five minutes, that circle will then collapse to a smaller circle, and you have to stay in front of it because if you're outside the circle, you're constantly taking damage. And the tighter the circle gets, the more damage it does to the point where, like, once you get down to, like, the final ten and the circle's real small, if you get outside of it for five seconds, you're dead.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think I think the circle aspect is probably the reason that it's become so popular. Um, is, I think it does a lot of things right, but that in particular, um, by, basically by uh, one of the issues that I think people have with games like Arma or even uh, H1Z1 and, and DayZ and stuff like that is this nature of like, well, I'm just wandering in the woods for a really long time and out of nowhere someone pops me. But, you know, you don't really know when it's going to happen or why or where they were coming from, stuff like that. By forcing people into increasingly smaller circles, it basically forces people to make choices that are not the most tactically smart choices. Right. But it encourages people to, like, fuck shit up.
1: And the circle, the circle, there's a lot of randomness to the game. You might drop into a building and get a fucking tight, um, assault rifle with an, four times scope and, um, extended mag and a silencer, which basically makes you invisible. And you can like just hide up in a mountain and take pot shots at people. And they'll never find out where you are. Um, that could be in the first house you find and awesome. You could also land in an entire, like um, like six house complex where you don't find fucking anything. And then you're screwed. And similarly, the circle collapses in sort of a random pattern. Like it doesn't always mm-hmm. go in towards the center. If you're in the very center of the circle, you might be outside of the next circle because it hugs closer to one side of the, or I guess one e- uh, end of the circle than another. So there's a lot of randomness and which is kind of an equalizer. Like, yeah. If you are, if there is a sniper who's like fucking elite gamer up in a mountain who's just like fucking shit up, but then they, the circle moves away from them and then all of a sudden they have to make this desperate run down the face of the mountain, you might be able to see him. This, this is yeah. a game about like, it's about, it's like maybe 30% luck and then like 20% Get like shooting, right. shooting skill, but it's like 50% not being seen and knowing where everyone else is. This is a game about like positioning and keeping your position hidden. And so you're constantly, constantly making these evaluations of like, Oh shit, I see somebody. Do I want to shoot at them? If I shoot at them, the other, let me see, there's 30 people left alive. If I kill them, then the other what 28 people are going to know where I am and going to find me. Like sometimes it makes sense to be the last one standing after killing the second place finisher and winning that way like sometimes yeah. it doesn't make sense to re or maybe you do want to kill somebody they'll drop all their stuff do i want to run at where people just saw this puff of red blood explode and like are they gonna look at that are people looking at oh shit there's a car nearby do i want to go even near that car because people are probably looking at this car like you are constantly 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 making these decisions and um it ta- there's a the
0: learning curve is treacherous like um i've played I, I would say it is and it not like i i don't think you can win within the first five hours of playing whatever that's but i think even... you can feel like the first time i played i was able to get a few kills and feel like i accomplished something and that's a big difference from just like mastering the game there's a lot of like granular
1: stuff that takes a long time to master and even just like getting a gun and learning how to shoot somebody takes forever because you're not always going to find a gun and get to drop on somebody in a game like it takes practice to even learn how to shoot because that is not a circumstance that you're going to run into every game that's why i say the, the learning curve is is very steep but i've gotten to like second place twice now and every time i break into the top 10 it is
0: i have not felt that um tension playing a video game maybe in my whole life um it is it feels like i would say the only other time i felt that level of tension was like i i've been doing a fucking destiny raid for 3 hours and it's finally looking like the boss is going to go down yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. last 10 like seconds Oryx, of that
1: Oryx, like popping up for that final like yeah. oh dps him DP, if you don't dps him now then all the work we put in this these past couple it's, hours are going to be lost
0: like it's it's a bit like that but it's um, that tension, but you've only been playing a game for 10, like 15 minutes. So like yeah. that level of tension so frequently is just, it shows it's really Gr- great. Griff, I, I played a lot less than you. And when I sort of bounced off
3: of this, it was, you and I had sort of the same take. So I'm curious if you can sort of address this issue and tell me how like your view on it has sort of evolved. But the big complaint I had with PUBG, I guess is the accepted nomenclature, uh, Plunk, bat. Plunk bat also works. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the, the big issue I had was that it seemed like there was a lot of, um, it, it was kind of neat in the beginning when you were running around like scooping up gear and seeing what you got. That was kind of like Christmas. Um, but then there was like, after that, it was a huge lull of waiting and, and um, waiting for something that d- usually didn't happen, you know, somebody running up on you. And then towards the end, just sort of getting killed the first time you encounter somebody so it was like mm-hmm. a lot of boredom and then a really quick death when that really didn't give you the opportunity to get any better at the game so like how yeah what is what, I, so is, what am i sort of missing
1: I've, I've i've enjoyed the game more when i stopped because you and i used to play together and like my strategy would be like oh i found a shotgun i'm just gonna hang out in this house until some yeah, dumb yeah, asshole yeah. comes to this house and i shoot him with a shotgun and that was an inherently flawed strategy. Like the reason that we weren't enjoying the game is because we weren't really playing it right. So like you hang out in that house and then somebody walks in and you shoot him with a shotgun. All right. You got to kill. It doesn't really fucking matter, though. You're not really that much closer to winning. There's there are ideal circumstances that you can find yourself in, which is a good vantage point with a a good gun with a lot of good attachments, preferably like a high range a uh, rifle with a good scope and also a close range weapon in case somebody gets up on you in a position where you are pretty sure you know where everybody is, you got good healing items, you got good armor. And every moment that you spend not pursuing that ideal winning circumstance is a moment that's going to bring you closer to a middle-of-the-pack finish, and that's just mm. all That's just all there is to it. So you have to play the game with a more aggressive... I, I started enjoying the game more when I played it with more with Jake Lear, who has, like, 500 hours log and a bunch of <laughs> wins. Jesus Christ. Um, no, he's <laughs> very fucking good, and it's, it, it was interesting to play with him Not because I was like, all right, I found a cool shotgun. I got a good a pretty good rifle. Yeah. Um, don't have enough healing items. I have, like, a level two police vest, so I'm looking all right. Let's just hang out in this house. He's like, no... You need to find like a four times scope. We don't know where anybody is. Like part of the game is, is getting the guns and that's the easiest thing to figure out. But there are more arcane elements required to win or. Yeah. You can get magic (laughs) spells. No, like just knowing where, what is an ideal like combat scenario, like up on a mountain face behind a rock, um, fairly like camouflaged would be pretty cool with like a high range scope. And if you have a silencer that opens up more options because all of a sudden you have more like, if you do see somebody down in the distance that maybe isn't going to run at you, fuck it, shoot them. You got a silencer. Nobody's going to know where you are. Like there are, there's a lot of stuff that, um, is gear based that, um it changes it changes how many options you have so you got to constantly be in pursuit of those options cuz otherwise you can just like hang out and have a pretty good setup but you're still going to finish like 20th place and like that you're not going to win anyway also yeah, it's, more, to, it's more it's more fun to like get out there and try to fucking hunt people down than it is to right. wait in a building and then oops nobody came and the circle closed in and i was too slow to catch
2: up and the circle killed me did, uh, yeah, did any on, of you than... read sorry did any of you read Austin's piece at uh waypoint about the scope in this game uh, no no basically like the gist of it it was a really interesting piece was like it's the best power up in a long time in a video game as in like power up in like the classic sense where you like find something and suddenly you're just essentially a god yeah um where if you get like the old, the top level scope in this you can look across the entire map just pick people off and nobody has a damn clue. So the
1: the map, the map is eight kilometers by eight kilometers. And that's how it separates it out into like these little squares. And there are videos online of people killing each other from one kilometer away with like a powerful enough scope. But here's what's fucking great. As circle gets tight enough, you're not going to need that scope. And the person with the shotgun is probably going to win. Like the game is fucking constantly changing and you have to stay on top of it, but it is more enjoyable if you are aggressive and just saying like, I have pretty good gear right now. The only way I'm going to win is if I have the best gear, so I need to keep looking around until I find it or I need to kill somebody who does. Um and that just like say... that that playing that way has changed the game for me and it's why I started doing like much 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 better at the game. Still haven't gotten yeah. that that winner winner chicken dinner, but I I'm, I'm going to fucking keep trying.
0: The the only thing I I wanted to add to this is like obviously there's a ton of mechanics and gameplay stuff to talk about and stuff like that. I think more so than any PC game that I've played in recent memory, it is like a great just hang out and shoot the shit with your friends kind of game. We Um, do a stream
1: called awful squad on Thursdays. um, And we're all pretty bad. But it's still fucking super fun. This time we played where Simone was our mom and we couldn't do anything (laughs) unless she gave us the order, the go-ahead, to to take the kill (laughs) shot. It was fucking amazing. It's like a fun... You can do motorcycle stunts. Like, that's the other thing. Like, it is a tactical military simulator, but also you can do motorcycle stunts. And so there's, like, clips of people, like going up a a steep hill launching over a building screeching to a halt on the other side, hopping off their bike and like shooting two people as they come out of the building. And it's like, Oh, that's so dumb. And I fucking love it. Like I haven't watched really, I haven't watched this much like people playing a a video game I'm into since, since destiny. Like this is filling that that gap for me in a major way. Um, Totally. I definitely get frustrated with it. Sometimes it's still frustrating to invest a bunch of time and have a good setup and think you're about to like at least place top 10 and then just like Somebody with a sniper rifle, who you will never, ever in a million lives hope to ever see, shoots you to death, and it's like, oh, okay, well, that, that's, I guess I'm done playing now. Um, but I've, I've, I've really been enjoying it as I sort of scaled over the learning curve. Uh,
2: can I add one thing really quick about watching it? Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is in the running for one of my favorite games of the year before I ever played it, and it's just because basically it solves the big problem I have with eSports, which is most eSports, you have to like really know how to play the game to enjoy Mm -hmm. them. And even then things happen so quickly and there's so much going on across so many screens that it's kind of impossible to really wrap your head around everything. Unless again, like you really invest time. And I think what you can do with battlegrounds is There are people kind of constructing um, almost like game presentations of it where everything's slow enough and it's obvious enough because it's a a shooter um, that you can like see an entire game play out and you can see like multiple players doing things all at once without feeling like you're losing your bearings on any one player which makes it yeah really really really... watchable and you also
0: always know that something awesome is going to happen within x like you see a meter and once the meter counts down you know whoever you're watching is going to have to sprint ahead or do something dumb to get out of the circle so that level of like i'm going to just keep watching until the whatever the next circle shrinks yeah Keeps it makes it just yeah, like that yeah. That's
1: such watchable. a simple
2: language to like follow yeah. as a sport, which is exciting. Like
1: s- I, uh, I will say to that point, I really wish, kind of and I get why because, this isn't in um, there for like because this is a, a game about game information, and, no, I do enjoy, and this would be a pretty easy way to exploit um, that. I would give anything for
0: like though. a post-death um, like so I, either kill I, cam I or like that that way to spectacle. a good fit for me. And what do you like, DC? Do you like
1: DC
3: superheroes? I'm not that or... picky. You know, I just think you don't really Hero- care. I just think superheroes are neat. I don't really pick yeah. between the two. Um, and so I wanted to check it out. I heard I heard some good stuff. So, um, let me talk about. The, I, I'm not somebody who likes to play online a lot, and I'm. I'll address that here in a second. But um, let's talk about the uh uh the the single player offerings because they are extensive and and I I think they're really cool. Um, so when, uh, there's a story mode, um that is actually really well sort of fleshed out. Um, it does a really good job of, it weaves a really interesting story of the overarching thing being, uh, Superman starts killing criminals and Batman huh? locks him up, um, in a, you know, a jail that can hold Superman. And <laughs> then when a, uh, an, a threat, uh, uh, makes its presence known, um, that only Superman could help us stop. Uh, there are groups that feel like that we should let Superman help. And then there are groups that are not, uh, so keen on that. And they're sort of all fighting, which is the, the, and the, and everyone chooses a side. Um, I, I will say though, without the clear delineations between like hero and villain, it gets a little hard to follow. Like, wait a minute, were they, are they Batman's team or Superman's team or whatever?
0: Um, Is that the idea? It's like a civil war thing where like two sides, it's like Batman versus Superman. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Basically exactly like that. So there's there. And, and definitely I would say Batman is portrayed as the, the good guy, I would think, but there are, insofar as he
0: doesn't approve of killing people. Yeah,
3: exactly. But they make rational arguments, I think for both sides of it. And it's, it's interesting. It's a lot more fleshed out than you'd see in a fighting game, certainly. And it's better than a lot of the comic stories I've read, uh, most assuredly. So on the story front it's really neat. It also cycles you through a lot of different characters um but still letting you get a few matches in with each one giving you time to check out. It's not all but um a good number of characters. So I I enjoyed that. Is
0: it pretty much just like bot matches for the story? Uh how do you mean? Like you're it's they're just like it's like a mortal Kombat story. I mean obviously there's cutscenes and stuff, but outside of that it just plays out like a Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, one it's just fight the game after gameplay the next. segments
3: are just comprised of of fighting.
0: Yeah.
3: Um there are some segments also that you can choose between two people to play. Um sure. so beyond the story which is is a, a, of a good length um and 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 really nicely done. Uh Who the, wins? There it's I, it's uh, it's up to you. Um <gasps> the uh the 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 single players also have access to something called the multiverse which is uh the, when you load up the multiverse there are a few different planets to choose from. I guess they would each be different Earths, basically, um, and different realities where there are different conflicts going on, and th- that's all sort of fancy narrative wrapping around. Um, you have to fight X number of bad people on this world, in um, and, and but in each of the stages, there are certain um, like criteria you can complete, like don't use any light attacks in here, and and mm. don't you know. Uh, play it with this character for extra bonuses or whatever to give you an example right now there's a multiverse event called to end all wars where you can unlock um all of wonder woman's uh outfit from the new movie so you play through as wonder woman and and fight a bunch of people and earn her gear um the gear i should mention isn't just this uh aesthetic the gear actually has bonuses so you can level up and get and equip better gear and gear has like level attributes it has uh additional like stats it adds to your strength or your defense um and uh stuff like that so the gear is actually really important and i think as a single player that is a really big deal um because You know, it's not just about like getting better so you can beat people online. You know, you're, you have a reason to keep playing because you're unlocking better gear and um, all the gear pieces look different. You know, it's not drastically different. You know, you can, some of them are, some of them are pretty drastic, but you know, by and large, you can still tell that's, that's Superman. Um, But there are also shaders that you can use to color them sort of however you want. Um, And it's, that's really, that's really cool. It's a really good incentive for single player to keep, um, pushing on I will say this though and I'll also let me say that there's a really good tutorial and uh, a really good um sort of uh practice mode where you can just sort of like try out different moves and stuff like that I will say this though and, I, and it's a sort of realization I had while playing I was really enjoying it and I was like there were a couple characters where I had learned I would say a lot of their moves and some of their combos and had a like was, it was not tough for me to beat pretty much any AI com- uh, opponent. Um, but then I started playing online, and um, I lost every sing- single time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's weird, and I don't. And this is not an injustice issue. I, I think that the reason I'm highlighting it here is that like it does, it has recognizable characters. It has really cool mo- looking moves. It, the, the attacks are not that hard. Like there are no special attacks that are like super hard to pull off. You know, I can do most of them pretty consistently, but there is a gap. There is this knowledge gap with fighting games where no matter how many times, and I've been down this road quite a few times, like there is this knowledge gap with fighting games that, that people who have never touched the game are come in equipped with. And no matter what
1: I do, I can't seem to... Get yeah. past that knowledge. The, gap yeah. and the, like, Nether, you, you, the Nether and, Realm games, especially like more, the Mortal Kombat, the more recent Mortal Kombat games, and Injustice One. Like there is a, there's like an infinite combo. It, it feels like for not an infinite combo. I know that's like a dirty word or whatever in fighting games, but like there, it's it's all about stringing together these combos where you don't allow your opponent to do anything. Which like mm-hmm. there's gaps in every fighting game, right? This is a genre specifically about mastery, but it feels like if you're on the wrong side of it,
2: of on these games, it's like. I just want to be able to punch once. Yeah. Uh I Justin, I, I have a question about the tutorial. Because I'm curious yeah. if you had the same experience that I did, which is that I was before the game started, I was like, man, it would be great to have a tutorial in this game where I felt like I was confident before I started. And lo and behold, I boot the game, and there it is. And it is great. For Well, I can't say a percentage because I never finished it because I got to a point where it was like cool And you've learned that special move and now um, Learn how to like do a move cancel into a throw combo Yeah, and it's I swear I did it for 20 minutes and I could not pull it
3: off It gets weirdly (laughs) granular in the tutorial and it's like whoa And that's that is an issue. They definitely like I wish there was a way to i don't know do that gradually i guess because yeah. I, I had the exact same experience where i was like what you want me to do what like
2: did you I, actually complete it or did you just really just like i'm never gonna use this i'm yeah I'm no not I, did,
3: that. I did i did i did finish it um wow. uh uh so that that was that was great so um but not helpful to me because it was like i did it once and i was like well i'll never need to know how to do that again and the yeah. problem is the game can teach you the move, but the thing that game can't teach you is, or, or like, and and I know that this is solvable if you if you have the time to invest in in it. I like if I wanted to buckle down and only play Injustice Two, I don't live a life where like I can do that. But like I I I uh, because I have to play a lot of different games, I, I I can't get to that point. But like I don't know when is a good time to apply any of those skills right like just because i know the buttons i need to press doesn't mean i need i know like when is the time to do that and if you look for help online it's mainly like here's how you do the moves here's how you can tie combos together but like i'm still in the dark on (sighs) like what is the way to apply these things that i know
0: yeah i think i think the issue the biggest issue with these games and it's uh you don't see it as much or really very much at all in games like Hearthstone where you have like a very broad player base of people playing online. Cause like effectively that's all you can do is play online. But for games like this, um, the the percentage of people that are playing online are mostly people that are very intensely interested in fighting games and love sort of dom- So you like the field of people that you're playing against are these obsessive people and there's just, like, no middle ground. It's a 1v1 situation. It's not like you can... In PUBG, you can hide in a corner and get the edge on someone that has, like, super good gear. Here, you're just... There's nothing you can well, do. And
2: it's purely a... Like like Justin said, a, like, t- muscle memory thing. I mean, the moment I realized that I didn't understand fighting games at all... Slash, I would never really enjoy them... Was when, when I was doing that Triforce story. And, th- like, these guys oh, yeah. had their own apartment in new york where they lived and practiced uh fighting games all day and i was doing an interview and like interviewing a few of them and one dude was on a floor mat practicing like a combo set for three hours and (laughs) towards the end he was able to like perform it with pseudo regularity um and like watching that and you know this dude wasn't some like champion of of the field yet uh maybe he is now when i saw that it was like oh man there is to really really nail these games you actually do go into that tutorial mode and you just and, practice yeah, over, and over and over and over just mentioned that's, oh yeah the, sorry the, go ahead if
1: that's your if that's your thing that's cool it's yeah. just like the the I, I i i wish i was good at fighting games i remember buying a fight stick because i wanted to get really good at marvel versus capcom um, and even that, I think, was a little bit too much for me to handle. Um, maybe I'll take a spin at the new one that's coming uh, out. But but it,
3: that is not necessarily a complaint with Injustice Two. It, it, it is a neat game, and if you're into fighting games, I've I've heard a lot of glowing stuff about it. Um, yeah, for people who are more into that. So
0: this episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in.
2: rocketmoney.com slash besties uh i i want to do half time because
3: i want to make sure we have time to get to everything real quick i just want to talk 10 minutes about what you guys are anticipating from e3 this year
1: anticipating or hoping like excited Both. to see hoping you to know see. i like I, I can do mine real quick seaman yeah. 2 baby <laughs> i can't
3: believe <laughs> that seaman 3 Wasn't well, there a me already? Set, correct that no you're exactly right uh russ it would be seaman 3 there was Thank a seaman 2 in japan uh never released stateside. So, C-Man,
1: here he comes. A bold, a the bold return. vision. I, I like. You know so this, this is happening, a... right, Griffin? You know this is yeah, like. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, what is it coming,
3: what is it coming out on? Is that a platform? It's only been, uh, my man you just tweeting about it. Um, okay. But...
0: Was this the last thing that Leonard Nimoy did before he died, oh. um, like on his deathbed oh, no. he recorded C-Man? No. Uh, now, he to talk did about. tweet. A,
3: like, Leonard Nimoy did? No, you did. No. You Taito the creator of C Man <laughs> tweeted a uh a a like a, a picture of a disc with like all of Leonard Nimoy's um fuck yeah vocal cuts
1: from it. So like uh, maybe, maybe there's enough on awesome. there. I don't know. Here's, but. here's where I'm at with this. I'm not gonna get excited about C Man Three until I see a new trailer for Shinmu three. That's where I'm oh, at God. in like pipe dream town. Um, I'm look I like so I've, we've been prepping for E3 for the past few weeks and like getting appointments and like um, getting list of stuff together to see. And I feel like this happens every year. And I could probably go back to like the last besties where we talked about E3, or that may have been a while ago. Where like I don't see that much that has me like psyched out of my mind. But I'm I am just hoping that there is stuff announced during the press conferences and. Mm-hmm whatnot that does get me psyched if i'm being honest like the thing i want the most is switch games because that's like yeah i'm very very excited about the switch as a as a platform and i play it all the time i play it more than the amount of like new games on it would justify i've been playing minecraft on it i guess that's one i could have mentioned in the and the honorable mentions just because it's a really good portable version of minecraft but i've played minecraft a lot in other places before and so i shouldn't be playing it and i get that i just want to be playing stuff on my switch so like i'm excited to play the super mario odyssey and um i just i just hope there's i just hope there's there's more switch stuff that would get me pretty pretty jazzed also the crew, yeah but the crew too i can't believe no, they're stop. actually making and <laughs> i maybe this one's going to
0: be really good um, yeah, just to bounce off of what Griffin was saying, my demands for Switch stuff is like so low to get me jazzed. Like all I want is fucking ports of GameCube and Wii U games. Yep. Like bring that shit. Super Mario uh, Maker
1: on Switch uh,
0: would end, end my life. Smash, like the Wii U Smash Brothers that I never really put, I played a tiny bit of just because it was so inconvenient to play on Wii U. Um, there's just like so many fucking games that would work so well. And be so great for multiplayer experiences that, like, that's all I want. Like, those Fire Emblem games that were on GameCube that never came to other platforms, like, bring all that shit to Switch and make me very happy. Yeah. That's all I want.
1: Also, that Animal Crossing mobile game. It's really all Nintendo oh. stuff. I don't know why I am, I don't know, I don't know how it got this way, but I feel like year in, year out, like, and maybe it's just because they're the only ones who usually keep their shit on lock more than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's a big X factor right I know. Now. I feel like I know more what Microsoft is bringing, and I know more what Sony is bringing. And, like, sorry, y'all, but a new Uncharted game, I'm like, okay, okay and a new fucking... Well, I, I mean, God like of the, War. Like, I'm excited God about those looks, games. God of War I'll looks pretty po- cool. Days, Days Gone does. doesn't really do much for me. Like, Spider-Man. I... I
0: Spider Man can have like a yeah. very like, revelatory experience.
2: Kuk, I cannot wait to see how oh. without that PS four power, we cannot tell the story of robots in Detroit. <laughs> um I can't I can't wait for that. I am genuinely excited. Does anybody does I... anybody
1: know anything like does anybody know what to expect from the Microsoft presser? Is is anybody oh, like boy. Oof. Here's what I, don't, I, I mean. I'm, 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 looking at a, I'm, so, I'm looking at a list to like help supplement this conversation, and I don't see anything.
2: Crackdown? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, Crackdown has to be there, and then that rare game has got to be there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah,
0: that kind of looks cute. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've got to they've got to pull out basically. So they're going to be showing the Scorpio, obviously. That's the big focus for them. And they, I feel like they need to pull out some sort of like crazy exclusivity deal with the Scorpio.
2: I don't like i don't like know sell what it's gonna thing. take because
0: yeah who I, I, is the I, yeah. audience well, for that i don't get it also Unless they're gonna show foreign, off their like, like...
2: Mi- they have to show off their mixed reality headset right yeah mixed reality I slash what do AK, you think that's ready VR. for consumers what well they, they so... already have it you can buy it it's just not microsoft branded right now because they built like a oh. platform and then you can buy different versions
0: i, I think sony's gonna have god of war and um yeah the zombie game that griffin mentioned what's that game called days it's gone called i can't believe you couldn't remember the name of it, I know, it yes. branding i think they're gonna have a good lineup but sony's actually been really really good every year yeah last sure. like three or four years um but again no griffin you're right i think like nintendo just launched, launched this console we all know that consoles begin to mature in their second year so this is finally us seeing what, what they is got. the future yeah. of this console yeah and so I I'm I'm just fucking hyped. I also it, I also
1: really want to play Destiny 2. If
3: Microsoft rolls out and I think they're going to have to the Scorpio and a lot of the specifics there and and make that like hardware the big push um does mm. sony have anything to answer that do you think sony will be able to make any sort of hardware any announcements game. there? Well, like
1: any any new game like i'm not yeah. i have n- i cannot st- uh, the, la- the only reason i turn on my xbox is because it was the platform that for whatever reason i bought the jackbox party packs on <laughs> that's it and, and if it wasn't for that i swear to god i would not have touched that thing since fucking fantasia
2: yeah i <laughs> i mean i oh. I, I, I really don't know if anybody cares about 4K. And like, I think, I think what I worry will happen in terms of just people being very angry on the internet is Microsoft is going to go out there and be like, yo, this is the most powerful machine. It upgrades not just new games, but all games to 4K. And people are going to be like, cool, what else does it do? 4K Blu-rays. And it's <laughs> like, no, does it make the games better? and like, back- no they're, uh, no i
3: think we're doing oh. a little bit of conflating here though between the what gamers the ga- we the gamers think about the, this kind of thing and and how analysts are, or people who maybe are not, not analysts cuz this is their job to pay attention but people who are paying less attention like if you're reading the headlines on CNN you know it, 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 is sony oh. going to have anything to answer back to microsoft announces you know most powerful console ever
1: it's just there's they're they're getting so thoroughly dunked on in the first person games department. Like, I, if any analyst is like, "Sony failed this year" because they didn't have another beat, then those analysts should be like, run out of town on a rail because that's not how it fucking works. Like, it, there's I I can't believe how few Forza Horizon Three. I was being unfair. I have played that. That's the most recent one, and that was <laughs> last. I don't even know when. It's just it's I I I, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't understand why that is the priority, putting out new, more powerful hardware for all that will play all the games that you
2: haven't been prioritizing. I think the weird thing for me with all of this with Scorpio is so you, you, the whole idea, right, is to turn Xbox, it seems like, into the app store. Like as a brand, Xbox is no longer any given piece of hardware It's an app store and you go and buy games on it and it works on your like console style computer or your computer style computer, which is like a really great idea. Really fantastic. The weird thing though that becomes a problem for that is they're gonna go on stage and they're gonna say, they what they'll wanna say is Project Scorpio is the best place to play new Xbox games, but that's gonna be wrong. A new ultra-powered PC is gonna be the best place sure, to play right. those games like you can and people that care enough about specs already have that piece of... now, yeah that's what like, i'm that's... saying It's like if it, they're playing the spec nerds with it but spec nerds that that option already exists thanks to this big idea they have so it feels really weird like i just don't know i really can't tell who it's for if the play for xbox is hey if you want a better version played on pc or also you could spend a good deal of money and play it on this like stop gap that is between a normal xbox and a pc i mean i would love for them to have some big surprise that is a twist for this but if like the selling point is it's like an xbox but more expensive and uh, a bit better but not as good as a high-end pc that's a weird space to live in
3: yeah that's weird um it's a weird situation great we need to get into our next game's Russ fresh stick are you ready
0: i'm ready let's I'm hear about ready, it juice okay the next the game that i'm going to do is called dead cells mm-hmm. uh, and that that's <sighs> spelled cells like the you know nucleus in your body oh yeah um, justin alerted me to this game it is a game i hadn't heard of until justin was playing it uh, I guess you uh, f- found it on Early Access. How did you sort of stumble upon this game?
3: Uh, Phil sent me a trailer. It was when he wanted to get reviewed and he, he asked if that oh. looked interesting. So I there you found go. it that way.
0: Yeah, um, yeah so I, I picked it up and instantly fell in love with it. Like instantly did not take any time at all for me to know that this is a game I was going to dig. Um, very brass, uh, broad strokes, um, brass text description of it. It's a 2D side-scrolling um, roguelike um, with... Dark Souls elements with rogue um, legacy elements. Um, And uh, you're basically like a a dude of like an undead dude who um, explores randomly generated dungeons. Again, this is 2D side-scrolling. And as you explore, you find uh, items that are uh, either weapons or sub-weapons and stuff like that. And you're getting increasingly more and more powerful. Um, And once you get to the end of a stage... Um, you can choose to spend the cells that you've collected that's like the resource in the game to unlock different uh, items and item upgrades that will then populate the world Um, if you played a game like um, Binding of Isaac it kind of works similar to that in the sense of like once you unlock something you don't automatically just like have it in inventory at all times it's more like it will now populate. It, it appears the in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you like also have to
1: find, you also have to find the blueprints and get them to the, for, for those items mm-hmm. in order to unlock them with the, the cells that you collect. Right. Um, yeah. There are certain and, and so there's, rare blueprints. And there's stuff. like the, a very micro and macro tension. The macro being that like if you die, your run's over, but in the micro, like, Oh shit, this blueprint looks hot. I got to get to the exit of this part of the level so that I can like start spending my cells towards this thing. Cause it, it looks awesome.
0: Yeah, so then you might spec your character just to survive that level, but not really be effective for the rest of the game. So there's kind of like a balance there. Um, The thing that I really like about it is, as I've said, we've seen a few of these side-scrolling Dark Souls games. Another one that was really good was Salt and Sanctuary, which I really liked, and and Rogue, Rogue Legacy, which I mentioned. But in both those situations, um, neither of them had like what I would call like super ideal control schemes. I would, uh, I would say Sultan Sanctuary was a lot closer. Um, but in both cases, they kind of felt a little hinky. I think Sultan Sanctuary was trying to match the slow thoughtfulness of Dark Souls and Rogue Legacy was more like a super arcadey, like you feel like very floaty and running around. And and uh, Dead Dead Cells feels like the perfect middle ground between those two where you feel like you have like complete control over the movement and your attacks and your character um but it like still has those um like permadeath uh, mechanics baked in so you still have that tension of moving around but you're not really fighting against the controls to like survive a battle or something like that
3: they're also really great it's really smart how in every run you find different primary weapons and those mm-hmm. have di- really different bonuses that have to change the way you play. So like there's a rapier that crits uh if you um do a roll right before you attack. So that makes that's really fun cuz you're like just rolling around and murdering everything in your way. There's a whip that crits if you hit the enemy with the end of it. If you hit him with the middle mm-hmm. of the whip it barely do- it doesn't do much, but if you hit with the very tip of the whip it does a critical attack and and really brutalizes the enemy there's one that does a critical right after you get hit there's one that um uh, causes bleeding to the enemy there's one that's really fun yeah. that criticals with every attack if you're below 50 percent hit points so it's like well this is going to be a pretty scary run but if i have the you know if if i know what i'm doing you know i can cut through really quickly um there's, there's actually advantages to that if there are doors in a lot of the stages that can only be opened if you get to them within a certain time, so there is also a risk yeah. reward with like how long can I take and still open the doors
0: there's there's also some really cool um mechanics with uh, sub weapons generally, like I don't use sub weapons a lot, games like Castlevania and stuff like that where there's an inventory system and you're just like saving all of your items for the eventual time when you want to unload them all, but you never end up using it here it's all on a cooldown kind of similar to Diablo where you know, every three seconds you can use your special abilities. So, like, I'm, like, throwing a turret and a bomb down whenever I, like, run into an encounter, and that kind of, like, softens people up. But I'm not feeling like I'm using precious resources, which I really like.
1: Yeah, the synergy between those are really cool, too. Like, there's weapons that work, uh, that do, like, crit damage against enemies who are bleeding. So if you find, like, a grenade or whatever that has an effect where it leaves enemies bleeding for, like, six seconds, you know you can throw a fucking grenade in a room get and then for six seconds if you just charge the fuck in there you can have just a little bonanza as long as you're like quick about it um my, i i have only a couple problems with the game i really fucking enjoyed playing it i think it's a really fun game just to play like the feel of it is really cool especially mm-hmm. if you are lucky enough to get a loadout where you can play with those really fun synergies um i really like ones that are like throw a fire bomb to set them on fire and then throw down a turret that does double damage against enemies who are on fire like that I, I that's really really fun. My two problems are like i think the upgrade system's a little bit bogus in that like um just like the cost the 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 economy of the game is kind of weird where you spend like uh 20, 20 cells to unlock a new weapon and then you can spend 30 cells on it to increase its damage by 5% and it's like that's yeah, not very, that's not very much and then that that escalates so quickly to the point where like you are spending as much to unlock like 15 items as it does to upgrade your weapon damage by like 10 percent like it is it's weirdly
0: like unsatisfying um yeah i think they want to encourage people to use variety rather than like f- spend all their sure but i had I a point thing. where i felt like i had unlocked all the worthwhile
1: upgrades because it just wasn't worth it to spend a bunch of cells to very very minimally increase the damage output of a weapon that I may or may not find on any given run. It's kind of a weird yeah. way to approach it. My other problem is that I got to the final boss of the game and it stinks real bad. Um, <laughs> it's not a very good final boss at all. And um, it was like, I was a God With my loadout, like, I had this turret that cleaned shit up, and I had these little biters, they're called, that are just, like, these little worms that will just, like, devour anybody. And then I had, like, all of my gear was synergized. Like, I was doing insane damage to everything. But this boss was just, like, it mostly floats up in the air. And so all of my ground-based stuff was completely fucking worthless. So I cleaned up until I got to this final boss. And just because the boss was not... A ground-based boss i got destroyed and it took me i mean it's a roguelike so you lose everything and that took me like an hour and i was like yeah i think i'm done maybe playing dead cells a little bit it is a, <laughs> it is an early access and i'm hoping that like
0: i don't know how they fix that without like just changing what the boss is or whatever but um i was, it was i also r- think some of that is like 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 i felt that way the first time i got to the final boss of splunky and then like it took me 45 minutes to get there and like and i'm just talking about olmec i'm not even talking about hell and i died with like an amazing loadout yeah but on you know like a month later i was getting to olmec in four minutes yeah and you know so I think it might be that. As yeah, well. I just felt like
1: I had, I had gotten much better at the game and I did have like the perfect loadout <laughs> and I had taken my time and gone through all the levels to get all the money and bought all the sure. upgrades I wanted and had all the skill upgrades. And I was like, this is it. This is when I get to the boss. And I got to the boss and there was no way that with the yeah. ground-based, like locked to the ground weapons I had that I yeah, could have ever defeated it. Yeah, the weapons that really can wreck shop leading up to the boss
3: are not Worthless. necessarily Useful when fighting the boss, which is kind of a yeah, kind
1: of crummy. it's just a weird design decision because it's like the other stuff is you pick and choose your strategies based on the loadout you have, and then when you get to this boss fight, the final boss fight of the game, it's like, okay, there's only a few strategies that are gonna work, and let me see. Ah, you don't have the right stuff, all right. Well, you're yeah, dead. FTL had that same issue, FTL had like, that problem. I feel problem. like Downwell kind of had that problem, like, um, yeah, so it's 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 it's, it's really, annoying. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's another boss fight in the game that you have to do that's not as um it's not as like punishing in that sense. It's actually a little bit easy, it, which is kind yeah. of, uh, I, I know that it is easy because it's not uh, difficult in the way that the final boss is. And so it's, it's hard to balance that, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's cool. But and also worth
3: mentioning still in early access. So yeah, every definitely. chance that
1: some of these issues could be addressed,
3: please
0: come to switch. It'd be so fucking yeah, amazing. We gotta switch.
1: get to pray. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Pray. Plant pray. Go for it. So it's a good game. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is from uh, Arcane Austin, best known for being, I guess, half the studio responsible for uh, Dishonored. I think they're the, and the team. home of half this podcast. What? Oh, yeah. And also, and... I mean, not the studio, just the city. Yeah. No, but that didn't really make sense. And also known for <laughs> writing a sick burn of uh, Ben Kachura and Jason Schreier on my coffee shop's uh, chalkboard. Um, what yeah when that whole like kerfuffle about Sneakfox? about frustum frustum
1: frustum tulling
2: turn ter- oh yeah i don't know yeah, frustru-
1: got- i think it's frustrum tulling
2: yeah <laughs> um they changed somebody somebody changed that to the word of the day uh on the coffee shop's chalkboard Aww. uh yeah dig um anyway so basically here's what it really is it is the new system shock They, uh, Thief 2 was, not Thief 2, oh my gosh, sorry. Um, Prey 2 was gonna be a sequel to this game that was in development hell forever and was, it had portals before Portal, but you didn't shoot a Portal gun. It was very weird and like pseudo offensive uh made by some of the people responsible for duke nukem 3d i believe it was affiliated with 3d realms and then two is going to be like was... wow it's like this yeah. semi open world game in space and you're basically a uh, han solo and then that ga- game got canceled for a whole bunch of like uh wacky reasons and then uh the studio Beth- or publisher bethesda uh or Zenimax was like this is so complicated i'm really sorry but they were like hey we have this name we have to use it on something those people who made uh dishonored they would like to make a new thing uh that is just system shock what if we let them make that and then just called it prey um and they did so you to catch everybody up uh you know what i'm just gonna let somebody else describe the basics of this i'm like stumbling for some reason i can do it
0: I'll, i'll go quick uh, the the basics of it is um, you are basically on a space station. It's like an open world space station um, a- in the sense of like a Metroidvania, but it's uh, control-wise very similar to Bioshock or System Shock if you played that. Um, the mechanics involve a lot of like hacking turrets and using the environment and like kind of coming up with your ways around certain encounters that otherwise seem impossible to beat. It's like a very classic if you've you know if you're familiar with looking glass which is like the the old studio that made system shock as well as thief and a bunch of other amazing games deus ex um it's that spirit of game design in this game um and um it made my tummy hurt because i got nauseous <laughs> yeah there times. there are
2: a handful of things that are like special about it the enemies are largely not humanoid um they're like black goop things um, some of them can be like larger beasts the ones that you encounter most often are kind of like head crabs uh from half-life except they can like grow really long limbs and they're really hard to keep track of um scary yeah. you Especially have a
1: they you didn't even talk about what they do they fucking yeah, transform there's a into big objects object to them that yeah they you you don't know if that like coffee mug or trash can or um, a, a more disturbingly health med like med kit in front of you is actually an enemy that's going to jump up and scare the shit out of you
2: and hurt you so for a chunk of yeah. the game until you, you can get a power that kind of lessens that you just go around like whacking the shit out of tons of stuff
0: yeah if you ever see like two objects next to each I other you're like, like hmm. yeah that's that's the that's how you start out is you see
1: two yeah. phones
2: on a desk and you're like <laughs> don't nobody <laughs> needs two fucking phones smash <laughs> so smash 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 <laughs> um you Get a gun to kind of uh stop these things called the glue gun, which doesn't kill things, it just freezes them in place. But you can also use it to create uh platforms, which essentially can let you break the game. Um speedrunners are having a hell of a time with it. Uh and that's that's what I really like about the game, is I feel like these games were built back in the day, and and I think Prey returns to this, with this idea of hey, we could iron out all the ways for you to break this game and to take advantage of those systems. But it would lose a lot of the fun and we would have to like cut some of the options out. Or we could just let people totally go nuts. And if they think about it or they want to try something really bizarre, they can bust the game entirely and shuttle through it as fast as possible or do all sorts of weird stuff kind of bending the rules of the game Um, and that can be using this glue gun to get to places that you don't think you can or a thing that I did right away was I I couldn't get through a crack and there are, are these really heavy objects and you can upgrade yourself to move the heavy objects. But instead, I wanted to get through the store that was kind of blocked by uh, a big, I don't know, like filing cabinet or something. So I pushed my body in between this wedge, and then I fired the glue gun at the door as much as I could. Oh, and then it shot me through cool. the door. Um, <laughs> which, I, But what's cool, like in that scenario,
0: like I can think of three other ways you could have done that. You yeah, could, you there's could, a power that lets you like turn into objects like the aliens do, and you could, like, turn yourself into a mug and then roll through a crack. Like, that shit is awesome. You can also,
1: if so there's three weights for something. There's, like, weight level one, weight level two, weight level three, and you purchase upgrades and you can move bigger things, but... An object of a smaller weight will move an object of the next up weight if you um, apply force to it. So if you bought upgrade one, you could push like a weight one box into a weight two box into a weight three filing cabinet and (laughs) use like the game's weird physics to like push and knock shit over. It's really it's it's a game all about like unintended um, like means of exploration and like surprise ways of dealing with situations, and that's like arcane's whole shit, and it does that stuff really, really, really well.
3: Yeah, I, yep. I, uh, I really, I finished this game. I really did not enjoy this game very much at oh, all. Oh no. Um. Oh yeah. There, there's a few reasons for that uh, for me. Um, I could definitely, I obviously like can see the appeal, but um, a few of the issues. One and and this is. It just sort of the nature of the game i really didn't enjoy fighting any of the enemies um especially those little things the little mimics i just despised sort of like once they were on your uh on 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 your business uh trying to find them and hit them with they a grab your pee, they like grab your they grab your genitals, they really, <laughs> really <firmly. laughs> genitals and really not <don't> let go <laughs> i really i you had to do that a lot i really just didn't enjoy it um and i thought that was very unenjoyable um i i also I'm, Am not. I don't feel like any of the weapons felt particularly good um, from a shooter perspective, and I know that that's something that people use sometimes to continue tension, build tension, um, which I which I get. Um, but the other issue is, th- it, I played on PS Four soon after it came out, and it's a mess. I mean, it was a mess. There it
1: were... was. The drift on the the input drift was like okay. Not that's just for good. starters.
3: Like there was drift on the input that made me think like something was wrong with my controller it was so laggy just like controlling it there's an audio issue where people talking were basically mixed so far down that you couldn't hear anything that they were saying um and the other uh sounds and music completely blew it out the load times um especially later in the game you start moving around the station a lot and when you go through a door we are talking like 45 seconds to over a minute long Time. Yeah. Yeah, they were getting from I, a to b that are miserable and just like completely momentum killing and exploration
0: yeah. killing and it's not like skyrim where you could like twi- turn a turkey leg for that 30 seconds yeah, to so like kill the, the, time.
1: the The end of the game it involves like um it's open world so for the most part and as long as you have the gear you need to get to where you need to go you can go there but the end of the game if you especially if you want to play cleanup on some of your sub quests the game and like sort of the last critical path that you go down to finish the game is a lot of backtracking. And I had a point where I was unkillable basically. And I was extremely super fast. I had unlocked all the run speed upgrades. So I was actually spending more time in the loading screens than I was playing. And that's not an an exaggeration. Like I would spawn in, run at like light speed to the like waypoint that I needed to go. And like I would weigh my like, okay, well this sub quest is for load screens away and so getting Ooh. there and coming back here is like we're talking about i actually started to like add it up like that's like almost 10 minutes of loading and like fuck, <laughs> yeah. is that worth it um uh, this is the, uh, there was also oh, sorry, a, a glitch there
3: was a there's a very not particularly like complicated glitch that people use to uh double their resources in, infinitely um and basically that would in a way that completely would break the game i think that has since been patched out um and also uh, don't do that people then, it ruins your purpose and then there was just little things that like there was one stage where i had to put the, i remember this specifically there was one stage where i had to pick up three turrets and get them to a certain location there was a lift that i could use to put those turrets up every time i put all three turrets on the lift and then ran back up and pushed the button to make the lift go up the turrets somehow fell through the bottom of the lift and just stayed Aww. there at the bottom. So I would lower I back down and go back and pick them up. I eventually had to do them one at a time. So I'd get one <laughs> turret, I'd push, it, run up, push the button, <laughs> pick up the turret, <laughs> move it onto the bridge, go back down. But And then i get to the door Those was supposed to carry the fucking turrets through and there's a guy that's bugged standing in the door frame. So I Aww. had to stand, keep, pick up each one of these turrets and throw them over this idiot's head and damage <laughs> the turrets. And then I couldn't get past this idiot. So I had to find a banana in the room and transform into a banana and slip into his look.
1: <laughs> so, I love that. That's
3: so now, good, though. I mean, there's a radical funny. end to that story, but a very bad beginning. Um, uh, I, I do want to mention, and I pointed on people. That stuff, pe- it's like a lot of those things have been fixed. But for me, it just really, it killed the momentum of the
0: game and it, yeah. it killed a lot of the yeah. fun.
3: And I found myself with just a much more distant appreciation of it, I think, than, than, yeah. than anything else.
0: Very quickly, I do want to mention I put it on PC um, and none of the loading issues exist on PC, obviously, because whatever it loads in like a split second. Um, But the default uh, anti-aliasing settings they put in the game are basically motion blur. So if for whatever reason you I don't generally get motion sick in games, a few games have done it to me. Mirror's Edge being like the biggest one in recent memory. Um, This game did it to me big time um so definitely deactivate all the anti settings uh in there because um especially for all the zero D- g shits uh, which i hated those levels in zero g are just not fun for me and it made it even more brutal uh with the Puking on the um,
1: keyboard. I really liked the story and atmosphere and the music and shit in the game. I I really like. I don't
0: think the story stuck it for me. Oh. Like, I don't See, think I it liked l- it. I liked the ending. I thought stuff. it was okay. It was building to something that I didn't think it really paid off on. But I thought it was. What did you I like about fine. the story, uh,
2: Griffin?
1: Um, I don't know. I just really I dug the just like the general atmosphere of the of the um of the facility, and I think it handled the idea of it the moral choice that it presented I thought was kind of fascinating and yeah. that it wasn't at, it wasn't so black and white um and then once you get to sort of the after credits thing you sort of do see the the ramifications of the choices that you made in a way that I thought was really satisfying I thought I don't know I thought it was just really smart and I also like um I wish they had done a little bit more with like the groundhog day stuff that they teased so hard in the the those first trailers because it's sort of only an element that gets you into the game and then it doesn't really happen again but um yeah, I, I, I dug all that again. I also do want to uh, say the sound design in the game was fucking great. Like, I know, Justin, you didn't like the mimics, but, like, the sound that they made and the sounds yeah, that clued yeah. you in, like, you
2: better be careful. Something in this room's fake. Like, oh, God, I, I hear, like, so teeth clicking. I know. Creepy. I I This is, like, a classic, dumb, annoying thing to say about a video game, but I am so excited for the sequel to this, which I hope either actually no, Pre-2 pre- ever, happen. ever happens. I hope it does because... I feel like the games that they take on, and this is the same with Dishonored, are so complex that just Mm. figuring out how to make the top level game work is very tough. And if you look at the difference between Dishonored 1 and Dishonored 2 with the wild things they were able to pull off with their grasp of that design, the stuff that I think they could do with the basics that they already have in place for Prey Are super duper exciting and i think they've they've done that hard work so i hope that they actually get the chance to do a sequel
0: also yeah i think that could be imported to another ip though like i don't think it necessarily how tragic would that be though
2: if they just keep making a bummer but i mean what uh, you know the ip is meaningless
1: so like, right (laughs) right. i also real quick because i was talking about the story and you asked what i liked about it i think it did the best job of um like audio tapes what are the, what's like the what's the industry audio term for recordings. the yeah like the recordings that you find of all of the crew who are with very very few exceptions all dead before the game even starts like it the game does some really 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 good character development stuff through those tapes and i usually don't yeah. fuck with that like i those those have been exasperating for me i feel like since like BioShock Infinite, where I would see one and I'd be like, "Ugh, who fucking cares what this person?" Like, okay, there's so many of these, and like, I'm not invested with these people who I'm not going to meet. So okay, um, but in this game, it was, and they did some good character work. And then, like, I said, I think I said on Twitter, like, it's great because you get to love these these characters and learn all of their eccentricities. listening to these tapes and then like an hour later you will find them dead on a toilet somewhere (laughs)
0: um which is
1: which was like a little ham-fisted and and a bit self-defeating but um uh bittersweet in a way that i thought was 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 neat uh so which of these games is the best game of the month
0: okay so i'll vote now i think PUBG (laughs) is my favorite i don't actually know if it came out this month uh, I think in, it
1: went into early access in March, but I uh, like we're gonna
0: count it. Yeah, I don't care. Um, yeah, whatever. this was the month where I feel like it really kind of popped off. And I think that game sets a new like in the way that Call of Duty Four sort of reinvented how multiplayer shooters are played. I think people like EA are going to be copying the mechanics of this game for the next five to ten years. No,
3: question. well, I would have said like, Dead Cells, but it sounds like I was
0: i love dead cell i think it's a really great week like i really apart from injustice which i didn't play like all three games i liked uh i think PUBG is like has the potential to be game of the year for me
3: excellent well congratulations PUBG, and let me say that <laughs> next month is gonna be rough is gonna be oh, yeah. rough in june guys i don't really know <laughs> how this show is gonna be in june because it's gonna what do be you mean?
0: june it's, is rough it's, well we got, got arms
3: okay that's one uh, uh, uh ever
1: oasis <laughs> rpg maker fes for 3ds couple good 3ds games mm,
2: yeah there's gotta be oh that crash bandicoot oh no, he's back god yeah it's it's gonna be dry it's gonna be rough We'll manage
0: <laughs> uh it's
3: gonna be rough we're gonna have to figure something out um but uh until that time comes maybe we'll find something good on mobile you know sometimes oh, hey, there's you get a, a good really mobile. good
2: game coming out What's that? The new uh, Valkyria Chronicle sequel right. is oh. coming out. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like kind of excited
2: about that. Yeah.
0: Is it still like World War I era stuff? I think, it, I think it's different. Or is it fantasy bullshit? I don't know. Look. I think it might be fantasy bullshit. I think it might be good. I hope. Crystals and shit. Are you talking Enough about Val-
3: crystals? Valkyrie Drive?
2: Mermaid? No, Valkyria Revolution.
3: Yeah. Valkyria Revolution. Okay. That's not on the Giant Bomb page, so I don't know what to tell you, but maybe you wow. look
2: I don't know. Um, I'm looking at the exact same list on a little website called Polygon.com. i not Which familiar.
3: Not familiar with it. <laughs>
2: uh, we do those? Man, I got to check
3: that out. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. Uh, be sure to join us again uh, next month for the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best game?
1: Besties. Besties. Oh, wait, did we talk about whether this game's
3: better than Zelda or not? Oh, no, we didn't. Okay, we're back. It's not. It's better. Zelda's better. better. <laughs> Besties. Uh, next time. Besties. <laughs>